Hi guys, and welcome back to the Not So Fit Couple podcasts with your hosts, Lucy Davis and Ben Halden. So this week we have a very special guest in the form of, I'm sure you'll correct me on this, but a GB Olympic weightlifter. He is an international porn star slash superstar and an all round good guy. So uh, I'll let <laughs> I'll let I'll let the main man introduce himself properly and give only, you only fans <laughs> I'll let the main man um, introduce himself properly and give his proper intro. Thank you very much for having me, guys. No, you're welcome. Is, uh, you're welcome. I've been listening to a few of your podcasts lately, so um, it's a pleasure to come on and join you and chat shit. <laughs> Always. Yeah, so t- tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. So, yes, I'm a, well, I'm an ex-Olympic weightlifter mm-hmm. now. I don't compete anymore. I was competing in Olympic weightlifting from the age of 11. I'm now 26 years old. I competed in the Commonwealth Games in 2014 and the Olympic Games in 2016 i've done world championships european championships uh british record holder and champion before um and now i run an online olympic weightlifting academy which you know we've got over 10,000 members on now it's the largest one in the world Sick. and I travel around the world delivering weightlifting seminars and my two best lifts is 160 kilo snatch and 195 kilo clean and jerk and I also did a four-year degree in sports performance of Olympic weightlifting at Bath University. And I now live in Sydney. Sick. We were actually just talking the other day because we were watching the new... Have you seen the new Fittest yet? The documentary? No. Um, it's Well, there's one up on Amazon Prime, which is the official one. You know, like they did the... the um, those fitness like the CrossFit documents, Games. The CrossFit ones. Yeah. And they've, they've brought another one out on Netflix, which was the Fittest Dubai. And we were watching it the other day, and I think... Uh, and you, yeah. Lisa was asking, what's Sunny's? That's snatch, right? Because uh, yeah, well, yeah, Fra- like, Fraser was snatching, and you like, what, what was But your is? snatch was stronger. So I, I was just like thinking, I was like, wow, we're strong, lad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just about ahead of the CrossFit guys, but the standard now that those guys can, can lift, that's incredible. Like, you know, these, considering weightlifting isn't their strength, and mm. they've got so many other yeah. talents, yeah. Um, they're still lifting nearly as much as, you know, like elite level weightlifters. Well, I mean, yeah. the, the fittest CrossFit in the world, uh, Tia Claire Toomey, she's actually won. Um, uh, Olympic medal as well in weightlifting. So, so. Anna, she's amazing. I, 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 I honestly, I just, you know, when you idolize someone, I watched it and I was like, you're incredible because she's such a nice person yeah. as well. Like, even when she finished first, she was like, I'm just going to go and cheer everyone else on. I was like, you are amazing. I do. That's I one of the great things I. about CrossFit, the, the, the community aspect. And, you know, although they are trying to beat each other essentially mm. when they're they're competing there is that sense of camaraderie in, mm-hmm. in crossfit which you don't get in a lot of other sports no no i think um that probably leads on quite well then too i remember the first time that i actually met you i don't think you probably would have remembered it but it was at an event i can't remember what it was called now it was one of like the early cross no it wasn't i think that's lucy when lucy met you. yeah i think yeah i, I, yeah, I, th- I first met you but you won't remember it was at um wild west um, ah, yes, yes, remember yes, where yes. the totem stand? Yeah, I, yeah, I remember that you, you went there, were you? No. I remember oh, seeing. Oh, you were flying the drone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I first remember seeing Sonia, and he walked in like cock of the bunch, like <laughs> fucking little swag on with his with his um, flip flops on the socks as usual. I remember, <laughs> <laughs> I remember Sam pointing you out first because I didn't know who you were at first, and he like this GB athlete, blah blah blah, and. Um, yeah, we met you because we were flying the drone around there. I just remember even then you were a really cool, down-to-earth guy. Um, 
which I didn't kind of expect from someone who who was at that kind of level of athlete and you had a lot of people speaking to you and stuff. So I think that was the first time that I met you at Wild West, but the first time you met someone, I think, was at Body Power. Yeah, no, mine was at Body Power. And I remember speaking to you because you were just kind of like, we had the stand set up and then there was loads of weights and you just kind of rocked up and I'm thinking... Oh, what's he gonna do? Like, you know, throw a few. Honestly, I was like with my camera, like my first little vlog, and I was watching, like, oh my god, he's lifting so much weight. But no, ours was body power, like two, two, three, two, three, three years ago now. That's my three three years. years ago now. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That was when you were lifting with where I'm Water's face. Um, the Russian guy. Uh, Klokov. Yeah. yeah, we did little showdown. Oh, god, yeah. yeah. That's sick. Yeah. Oh my god, amazing. Good fun. But the um, the kind of brief topic that we want to touch on today, and I'll have to advise people, it's probably not going to be too PG this podcast because the topic and the theme is kind of going to be not giving a fuck. So expect plenty of fucks <laughs> in this podcast. Expect <laughs> no fucking, just plenty of fucks. Um, and I think <laughs> exactly what can you expect? I think with what's going on at the moment, it's probably quite important for people to hear. And to listen to, and that's why I wanted Sonny on this episode because if you know more about Sonny and you kind of find out the character and the personality traits that he has throughout this podcast, and when you go and follow him on social media, he's a very laid back guy and he's he's very come easy go easy with a lot of stuff, which I think is very important to what we're going to speak about today um, and what is going on at the moment. Because I think with obviously COVID nineteen, you live in Australia and I live in the UK, probably. The guidelines are a little bit similar, but slightly different with what's going on. But there seems to be a common theme from around the world that a lot of people are really stressed about things, really anxious, don't know what's going to go on, don't know when things are going to go back to normal, if things are going to go back to normal. And I think at the moment, because a lot of people's routines, habits and perspective has gone out of place quite a lot um, with whatever it is, job, relationships, hobbies, gym a lot of people don't know what to give a fuck about and are really like overemphasizing things and making things worse i think than what they are so i guess how how yeah. how have you been dealing with things over over in oz yeah well i mean and initially for me when covid came around i think naturally we resort straight back to what we know best which is of course our training and with that being taken away with the gyms shut i think it threw everyone into this massive land of uncertainty as to what we're going to do and the things that we can control and you know me naturally all of a sudden was like right right, what can I do to help people still be able to train at home I released a a new training program for people to do um, from home with their mobility their stretching and after I launched it I, I sat back about you know a week or two after I launched it I thought you know what right now this is not what people need you know I think like People wanting to train or think about their training was the last thing on people's mind. And I think actually, more than anything, people were looking for support on how to actually deal with what they're going through Mm -hmm. and and what we're all going through because we are strong as human beings. But, you know, this is something that's completely new um, for everyone to have to, like, um, come to terms with. And I really don't think there was enough information and stuff out there initially, um, you know, actually giving people the tools or the support and help mentally to deal with what they're going through. And, you know, I held my hands up myself in terms of, you know, um, as an influencer and what I can do to help people, I wasn't really um, going down the right track. And, you know, 
something that really helped me initially was I started doing my lives, as obviously a lot of people um, got on to do, was actually jumping on and talking to people from all over the world, like letting them come in my life and being there for them to have someone to, to speak to and to talk about what they're going through. Because I think it's hard sometimes when, even if you're, um, I guess, good at talking about your feelings or you've got people close to you that you're happy to talk about, when everyone became isolated, all of a sudden we had no one really that close to us to be able to talk about how it's affecting them, how they're going to be able to deal with, you know, what they're going through. And even for me, like I'm quite, like you said, um, laid back and can, I guess, deal with my emotions quite well. Yeah. But I didn't take into consideration, even someone closest to me, like my partner, Lindor, how much it was affecting her. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, people's whole existence had been taken away from them, their jobs and essentially their purpose yeah. and their identity. And that's two massive things that was very difficult, I think, initially for me to get around how I can help people, but also to understand how this affects everyone very differently. So I think that was the first biggest obstacle when, when COVID came around, you know. Yeah, I mean, you see, like, what people's priorities are quite often, but I think even so, like, with you putting um, your fitness advice and stuff, I don't think it's necessarily a, a bad thing because... A priority for a lot of people is their health still. And what I've been speaking to a lot of clients about is that using exercise at the moment should be a tool that helps you feel better, not necessarily look better. And that's how you should approach it at this time because I think people put a lot of pressure on themselves, which no one's going to see what you look like at the moment. No one really cares what you look like at the moment. The only person's going to see you in your air. Uh, in your bills, either your missus or your, or your neighbours occasionally when you go and put the washing out. So yeah. I think putting too much pressure on yourself to look a certain way is what drives a lot of people to have um, or give give the fuck, give fucks about the wrong thing. Um, where yeah, they should, should be I trying different also, stuff. Yeah, I, I totally get where you're coming from. But I think also, like, you know, early on in the first couple of weeks, I had probably one of the best home gym setups in the world downstairs in my garage. I train full time, you know, and weightlifting is is my life. But I couldn't bear for the first week the thought of going down into that dungeon and training. Yeah. Because obviously one of the biggest aspects for a lot of people when they go to the gym and they train is the community aspect. Yeah. It's one of the greatest thing about going in the gym, interacting with other people on common ground and be able to enjoy training. And although the training element was still the same if you don't have that community mm -hmm. um, aspect to training or someone to bounce off in a session it can be very difficult to hold yourself accountable to go and train yeah. and for it to be enjoyable so i think that was definitely an element that comes into play when you know getting people to to train again i think the zoom classes were great so yeah. people could still train um in with other people but one of the biggest tactics that really helped me when it came to training was always trying to leave the gym or my training session feeling like I had more yeah. rather than trying to necessarily replicate what I would yeah. try and do in yeah. a normal training Wanted session. That. Instead of trying to go in and do three or four different exercises, just going in and doing one, leaving and feeling like, oh, that was good and I'm excited to go in again tomorrow yeah, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, I think it's, it's difficult, like you are saying there, when you're eating sleeping, working, shit and training all in the same place. It's hard to make that separate 
thing and I think Lucy did it quite well when we first started training at home because we don't have loads of kit we've just got like a few bits and bobs to play around with and we've got to be quite creative yeah. but I just kind of wing stuff and I just get up slob out whatever go, do work there then go and train whereas you get yeah, up get I... trained put your gym kit on make yourself feel good and then go and train where you were making that you've got to have that routine yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a creature of habit anyway and it not it obviously it took a while to get used to the fact that we we don't have a lot of care here, what well, we have like our heaviest weight is a thirty six kg mm. kettlebell, but I completely changed like my mindset because when the gym shut up, we were on like we were on, on the week of hitting PBs in the gym, mm. strength phase going ham, and when that changed, we're like okay, it could be shut for like three or four months, cool. I could just quite easily switch my mindset, and I was like, I'm just gonna do shitloads of wads, and I'm gonna get really really fit. Mm. So I just changed. I guess my perception of my goals and what I was going to yeah, do to become fitter. Yeah, ch- changing your focus. That's what I and instantly th- did. And that's and that's amazing. That's such a good tool that everyone should be doing right now, especially the guys that are, are listening. You know, it's, if you're into CrossFit, if you're you're a bodybuilder, you know, all of the kit and equipment that you need to maximally perform in those disciplines, you don't have at home right now. Mm. So it's kind of not worth trying to replicate at the end of the day i'm if i didn't have a barbell here there's no way i'm going to rec- replicate the same stimulus of back squatting 200 kilos yeah. for five sets of three <laughs> with a fucking rubber band <laughs> in my kitchen it isn't going to happen but yeah. there is still other areas that i could be focusing on developing my core stability developing my squat mobility that's carrying going to carry over to ultimately me being better at squatting yeah and I always say to people, Ben, I know loads of people here probably ask you guys the same questions. How do I stay strong in isolation? Mm. I'm going to lose all my strength. I'm not going to lie. Strength is the easiest fucking thing to train. Yeah. It's the quickest thing to come back. However, technique, efficiency, mobility, movement, these things take time and are yeah. very difficult to come back. If you start getting your technique drops off, it can take like three or four months for technique to come back. But with strength, you can progressively overload and your strength will come back. Yeah. Whereas technique's a lot more difficult. So I, again, with a lot of my clients and stuff that I'm trying to say, okay, you might not have as heavy as weight as you have before. You know, you may not even have a barbell, but we can work on drilling technique positions. We can work on improving your fitness, your core strength and your mobility, which, you know, I, I'm saying to people, this is great. This is the perfect opportunity exactly. now to work on the areas that aren't necessarily so sexy but are still going to make us much better athletes or much better at performing and like you said Lucy, for you improving an area of fitness that you didn't maybe have before with doing your wads and stuff that is still going to help you towards your goals even exactly. if it's not those maximum strength mm-hmm. exactly so it's changing what you give a fuck about at the moment so like with a lot of people mm-hmm. that i've been doing stuff with it's changing it from being want to get bigger want to get leaner want to be in better shape to okay how how quick can we move over 5k? How many sit-ups can we do? How how quick can you do 100 push-ups? Like changing the challenge and the fucks that we're giving about just so that we're mentally getting some stimulus from something else apart from the scales or the weight or the barbell or whatever it may be to make you feel better. 100%. Which has got to be the end goal. Do you know what's great? And do you know what's great about giving the fuck about something different or something new or a new skill you haven't done before? Is your shit when you start. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay? And therefore, you get a PB pretty much every other yeah. fucking day. 100%. Which is great, you know, because you can then start getting obsessed at the moment, mate. I can hardly 
before wouldn't be able to run 100 meters. Matthew, you run the other day on story. I'm running like fucking yeah. 300 meters and I'm not on all fours. But I'm, <laughs> fucking, and I'm getting excited. I'm waking up in the morning and Linda and I are going for walks and I'm like, right, 10,000 steps. Normally, I'd equate to about fucking 500 steps a day. <laughs> but I'm obsessing and yeah. enjoying the challenge of things that I'm not normally great at. And I think if we can all... all do this and add another string to our bows in, the, if you like, in this time in isolation, we're given a fuck about things that we wouldn't normally care about. And, you know, like you said, learning um, new skills and seeing that progress in areas that we haven't developed before, yeah. it's, it's exciting. But I think know? that's sometimes why we don't find things that we enjoy because we're scared of trying new things. And now because we have to, you never know, you might find something that you completely enjoy more than anything else. Like I've been going yeah. to runs all the time, which I never usually would. You've been... I've, yeah, I've started doing loads of wads, so I do like a wad every day that literally is so hard, like really hard. And I've also taught, I'm teaching myself how to do handstands, and I've got up to like a 15 second hold, haven't I, so far? Yeah. And it's just like, I'm there such a beginner, and I'm like, I just want to con- like continuously beat what I did last time. Like you said, it's fun to to be a complete novice and to learn something yeah. new that you wouldn't yeah. have ever learned before. And this is the same, I think, you know, because we're going to have a massive range of people that are listening here. You've got me, ex-Olympic athlete, and you've probably got some people listening that, you know, are just starting their journey in fitness, you know, learning, you know, maybe just fat loss, etc. It doesn't matter what end of the spectrum you are. When you're giving a new task or, you know, an area that you're not um, good at, everyone starts on the same level again so the approaches and the process that i go through is no different from what bob who's just started losing weight should go through Mm -hmm. and it's nice and you can make you know um i guess a great community or make new friends in that new process because everyone's on a new common ground then and you know that's been really nice as well yeah you've got to be humble Um, when you first start as well haven't you so there's no kind of ego there because you've got nothing to have an ego exactly but I think um, everyone's on page one exactly mate I think you're again you're particularly good at dealing with that because you've had to change your perspective and what you give a fuck about quite often throughout your career with different things that have gone on with your lifting with uh, GB and moving across the other side of the world and then um, focusing from just being an athlete to then doing what you do now with your academy um, your work you travel in the world speaking and stuff and I think that's quite an important trait that you've picked up and changing where you are placing your fucks in the world and you've done that quite well and you're quite adjustable to that, which I think a lot of people aren't because they're used to having, right, I'm getting up at this time, going to work at nine o'clock, I'm going to eat my lunch in the same subway that I eat every single day, then I finish, see the same faces, then I watch the same TV. So for those people who have completely lost the habits and routines, I think are the people who are probably struggling most what advice would you give to those people who are maybe they've been in the same job for 10 years they, they use that same routine whereas for for us we're quite used to our routine changing and traveling and being different so we're quite adjustable to to different things yeah i think you know some of the and i'm sort of learning from, from lindor in this state because like you said she's someone who did have quite a strict routine with like her work in terms of days that she worked at different places etc one of the things that i've noticed is really helped is making sure although you say people have lost their routines in terms of going to work etc you still have to try and replicate areas of that in your home life like you said the time in which i think sleep 
like the basic things mm-hmm. in terms of for me that are massive on your mental health is your sleep your nutrition you know what i mean your daylight your exercise mm-hmm. so they would be like the first things that i would try and focus on keeping as similar as they would normally be before isolation mm-hmm. so for example being consistent with bedtime and when you wake up although for a lot of people they don't have a purpose to get up right now getting up at the same time still having a shower and getting changed out of your gym jams is a very simple thing getting into a routine with exercise and for me one of the best things was making sure i do that first thing in the morning mm-hmm. because for me to get out of the house and go for a walk and clear my head and start thinking about things i want to achieve in the day was a great way to get my day going and that kind of replicated for me replicates for me my commute or for a lot of people your commute to work mm-hmm. so getting up and doing your exercise then kind of mimics that yeah, yeah. timing that you eat again i think you know because we've sat within an arms which been social distancing fucking length yeah. from our fridge all the time naturally we're going up and going ah oh, what's in there yeah having a bite but again having it getting into a routine with what you're eating i i always have meal prepped meals so i'm just trying to be strict with having you know three three mornings i'm having my eggs on toast three mornings i'm having my smoothies mm-hmm. and then one morning i'm not probably don't normally have breakfast and then i'm having my two prepped meals throughout the day and then my evening meal and i'm trying to stay in a routine with yeah. my eating as well um you know so all of these things that we can still take control of that are going to help us stay consistent and i guess mentally sane in you know what what we're doing at home mm-hmm. are, are huge so that they're essentially the things that you are gi- giving your fucks about at the moment but i think on that note we all have so many fucks or how much energy we can give to something and um, we're being a waste of time so do you want to go for what your F you yeah so are? i think obviously with what you said there, sleep and nutrition for me have been been huge. Like, I've kept the same... At the start, I did not keep the same bedtime routine. Like, we were going to bed later. We were getting up later. But we're in such a good routine now. I read every night before I go to sleep. And I'm also reading every day to have a break. I'm eating at the same time. So that's all, like, settled for me. But I think a big thing that I'm like caring about, I can't swear. <laughs> a big thing that I'm caring about the most is how I'm able to help women through this period because obviously my whole kind of ethos and what I do is helping women feel empowered. And yeah. I guess this kind of relates to what happened last night. I got like a stupid, annoying comment saying, it was it was really backwards one that she was like oh you're so stunning but you look too manly now and she just went in and whenever someone says that I'm like okay cool you're the reason I do what I do so I'm constantly doing lives I'm constantly helping people I am putting out home workouts like equipment no equipment whatever it is chatting to people replying to every dm making sure people are okay I, yeah. I think he's like, yeah. I, I think just on that, so Lucy, about the, the negative comment, I think right now everyone's emotions are heightened and mm-hmm. like how susceptible we are to feelings. You know, things that me and Lyndall nearly had an argument over a cookie the other night, <laughs> over, a, over a cookie, because, you know, it's every, everyone's emotions are heightened and having been able to control how. Um, I think you interpretate negativity or someone being nasty to you is 
10 times harder than yeah. what is in your normal situation and in your normal scenarios, you know. And I think especially for people listening as well, they may have had very similar um, situations at the moment with whether it be regards to loss of job or, you know, definitely absorbing a lot more social media mm-hmm. and that could potentially be, again, being taken as a negative hit towards them. You have to remember that everything is heightened at times. And I think um, just having that, like you said, that reality check to yourself as well, that, okay, I'm potentially feeling that this is affecting me more at the moment because of this. And always being aware of that, your feelings are very natural at the moment because of everything that's going on. Yeah, Yeah. mate, 100%. Like, we were watching, which one was it? Harry Potter 6 the other day. And I've watched it, the same film must be 10 or 12 times now when Dumbledore dies, not cried once. He died the other day and they had a fucking meltdown, <laughs> mate, honestly. Dude, I had a fucking yeah. meltdown. Honestly. These, the bit where they hold the ones up at the end when he's died, these are all holding the phones up with the phone light on and I'm like blubbering in the background because he's dead. It was so, <laughs> <laughs> It's just curious to show how if things are changed and emotions do change. But on that point, I think it's important to note that I think one of the fucks that most people give a lot of the energy and time to is about what other people think of them which is a hard one to get over. Um, and I think if you can become one of those people who not completely doesn't give a shit about anyone because I think it's quite easy to misinterpret this as being an arsehole. But when you can yeah. start to get into that um, mindset that I don't give a fuck about what other people say or think about me, it makes you a lot better person. You can help a lot more people. You can put a lot more content out. You can make people feel better in themselves by just being that person who yeah. kind of holds that I torch. I think for a lot of influencers they've gone through or maybe even PTs at the moment that are just coming into the online space, they're going through that because they're worried about what peers or what other people may think about them having a go at helping people. And where that all boils down to for me is that whenever I do do something, whether it be a live, whether it be writing an email, whether it be doing an Instagram post, the way I focus is trying to help one person. Mm-hmm. And if I help any more than one person, then I've had a positive impact. Now, if someone sat there listening to this, who's got a 1,000 followers, and they're like, oh, but fuck, Lucy's got 400,000 followers. Like, who am I to be posting fitness stuff? Someone there within their 1,000 followers is going to be able to take something away from, from that post. And therefore, yeah. you're having a positive impact on one person's life which is huge. If every person in the world could positively impact one other person, what a fucking lovely world we live in. You know know what I mean? Everyone's got Mm -hmm. different audiences in which they can influence and impact. So, you know, in terms of worrying about that judgment, for me and my advice is always to just try and think about your only... When when I write an email, I'm writing to maybe 100,000 people. If one person writes back and goes, Sonny, that really touched me or you know, I took something away from that. My job's done. And it's the same for you guys. And it's the same for anyone listening, you know, with what you want to put out there, how you want to influence people. If it helps one person, you're doing a great job and keep doing it and do not worry about what other people think, you know? Yeah. So So there's only one person. But that's That's what you get for filming from and that's where you're putting your fucks at the moment is to help other people because it makes you feel good. And like that's what I was saying, it's not about doing stuff where you're saying no I'm not doing this and, and sound like a dickhead because we do it sometimes like you wanted to go and do what to do a day and I wanted to go and do a run so I was like saying no sometimes 
to make yourself happier, I think is very, very important, especially at the moment. You need to do things that make you happy and make you more confident, not just based on like what others are doing. Like, for example, I was speaking to people the other day saying, you do not need to train every single day. Just because you see people online all the time doing classes every single day doesn't mean that you need to do every single one of them and run yourself into the ground. Like I took... Because you wouldn't usually though either, would yeah. you? Like you no, wouldn't train it's, seven it's, days like a week said, in the gym. It's like been a great topic of discussion at the moment on social media about COVID not being a popular, uh, like productivity contest because it's, it's not everyone's certain levels of productivity differ, you know? You guys run an online business, I run an online business. So in terms of our productivity, it's probably gone up. Yeah. Yeah. We've had a little bit more time where we haven't been traveling around and we've been able to focus on more stuff on our online business. But if you run a, a business that's just shut down um, and you can no longer go into work, your productivity has naturally gone down and that is okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you'll find fulfillment and invest your energy in other areas when the time is right. And that could take Sally a week before she starts focusing her energy to a new topic or something else. And it could take John six weeks, six months. And that is fine too, because everyone's going to go through this and deal with it differently. Yeah. But But one of the biggest things when it comes to productivity, just sorry, just to, um, that's really helped me over the last couple of days is I've used Trello, I've used Notes, I've used Google Calendars, and I cannot stick to any of those online formats of trying to manage my days. Because sometimes I do so much and I feel like, what the fuck have I done? I've actually done nothing. But I obviously have done stuff, but it hasn't been much. And just recently I've been using a paper diary again and I've been writing stuff down and I want to achieve in the day and then just putting boxes next to it to tick. So I'm essentially writing stuff um... down What's www.redtube.com? <laughs> yeah, I just got to upload my latest that, That's been something that's been extremely yeah. helpful for me. Well, and for someone this? that is massively online, having, we yeah, doing? you know, you've got your paper diaries <laughs> and it's so helpful just to be like, yeah. even if you're only writing two or three things down in there and for anyone that's listening, you know, this is you too. If it's to go for a walk, to read five pages and to get dressed out your fucking jammies... Brilliant. They're your three things to yeah. take your task off and giving, you know, it gives you a real sense of achievement to be able to cross that box off yeah. and, you know, to feel like you've achieved something each day. And, yeah. you know, that's the fulfillment that you'd normally get from work or from a task that you do for employment that you've not got right now. We're kind of like working for ourselves right now yeah. in terms of everyone is in terms of, you know, doing tasks that, you know, like you said, Ben, make us happy or for the lives. Yeah, I mean, I, that's why I thought it was sick the other day. I think I've seen you put a photo up and um, I was showing Lucy you were there in your full uh, blazer, shirt, sh- slip-on shoes for a dinner at night. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It was, it was nice to see that. You had that routine there because we, on a Saturday night, what have we been doing? Uh, we've been cooking, having every a date Saturday, night yeah. every Saturday. Mm-hmm. And something that we probably wouldn't usually do because we do just go out. Yeah. But like cooking together, it's something different. Again, I think putting time with that makes you feel less stressed. It's nice to do something yourself, do something a bit different and spend time with um, quality yeah. time doing something decent. But what, how have you guys been as, you know, as a couple together? I mean, it's been, you know, um, a lot very different for Lyndall and I because we've kind of all of a sudden we're 
on top of each other all yeah. the time mm. and not and always in the good way yeah you know i've been guilty of not necessarily being able to switch off from work yeah. and still making time to do stuff together and it's definitely been an area that you know we've had to talk about and we're still working through it now at the moment as to you know still maintaining a healthy relationship i think whilst yeah you're in inside on each other and it's you know again for a lot of couples are probably going through the same thing right now yeah i think the thing that's probably makes it a little bit different for me and lucy is that we spend a hell of a lot of time together because we are we are in a relationship we are business partners we train together we eat together so yeah we naturally spend quite a lot I of actually time think, which is when you just said that then like usually if we were going to the gym and stuff like we do like we do like everything together yeah. like we travel together work together live together x y and z but when we've been isolated if i've been like i'm going to go and have a nap i'm going to go and do a wad i'm going to go for a run you might go for a walk for yeah. an hour we've understood each other in terms of still doing things separately mm-hmm. in isolation and not being on top of each other like understanding that sometimes you will want to go for a run on your own and i won't be offended that you don't want to go yeah. with me I think I've actually realised yeah. that as I well. I think that's the biggest thing is because you are together so much is like finding that time to be your own person and do your own thing because you do spend so much time together. You you still are your own person. You still need to make your own decisions and do things that, yeah, may not be that you agree on but have time to go and take some you time. And although you might go for 10K steps with Linda every day, I'm sure... She's enjoying you doing the two twenty kg squats most days when you're having your own time. I hope to, she's not. To do that. She's, no, she's actually just taken on um, a new job um, as well, which came just really well timing, really, and when isolation happened, and she's um, helping out this um, supplement company called Tropica with their social media, oh, and she's cool. really like. Yeah, she's really enjoying the process of learning all these new skills that she's learning um, working for Tropica. And that's been, like, amazing for, for her learning all this new stuff in a time that she wouldn't have normally done. And then, you know, like you said, we're doing our walks and stuff together. I think it's, it's like we're starting to get a good balance now, and I think that's yeah. really important. Yeah. So I think on that note as well, mate, because obviously with regards to your, your fucks and the, your energy and where you're putting your time... I think one thing that I wanted to ask you because I know we came over to Australia last year was what made you completely change. Well, I know one thing that made you change your focus and made make you, made you make that switch. And it's a little lady of blonde hair. But what else was it that made you made that switch from the GB to Australia and completely change your focus with what was going on in your life? Yeah, I think happiness is is a huge thing. You know, it, as much as we work for, you know, to earn money and for success and fulfillment in that area, for me, that happiness is, is a huge part of, you know, life. If you can wake up and go to bed with a smile on your face, and that's really important to me. And when I was over here traveling um, and doing my seminars and stuff, I really felt a sense of happiness being in Australia. I'm massively affected um, by the sunshine as well. The weather's always really nice here. And obviously meeting Lindell and starting our life here was, you know, it was such a draw for me to want to be able to come over mm-hmm. here and um, start something new. I think when I look back and reflect on when I was in the UK, I had my place in that in Bristol and my house, I still have it there. I was constantly traveling 
because I wasn't happy at home and yeah. I just wanted to, I would literally come back from having traveled to do a seminar and walk out the door the next week to do another one <laughs> because I never felt really settled at home. I never felt made home feel like home. And I think, you know, when I came out here and I'd been here for an extended period, I was traveling and doing my seminars, this very quickly became started to feel like home. And obviously having the, um, being so lucky to travel with Lyndall and, you know, share experiences with someone is massive because I was traveling so much and doing all this cool shit and just do, doing it on my own. And as great as all the places and stuff that I was going to do, you know, do my seminars and that all over the world, it's great. But doing great things and having no one to share it with or experiences is kind of like a little bit empty. Yeah. You know? Um, whereas, you know, that was definitely a massive thing for me coming out this side of the world. I've got family out here as well. Um, you know, my mum's in New Zealand. I reconnected with her. Um, I've got my aunties and my nan over here as well. And, yeah, I think... There's so many great positives about Australia, as you would have known when, mm -hmm. when you guys come over here, but the quality of life as well here yeah, was definitely. just, you know, so much higher. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's been great. I'm so glad I did it. Um, and I think, you know, with everything that's been going on with COVID, I think it's made everyone probably a little bit more, a little, I guess, more grateful that the decisions they've probably made in the last couple yeah. of years versus the ones they put off, they're probably good. They didn't do 100%. now. And, you know, you have always got to, kind of live each day as though you know it's your last or the last yeah. opportunity that you get to do something like that so, yeah well it's, yeah, it's also sure. an amazing place and that's why we came over and i think we said if we were going to live anywhere outside the uk it would definitely be australia. be australia because it's got that fitness vibe it's sun it's just such a nice place to to be isn't it yeah definitely we're going to be coming back next year hopefully Janu yeah if we <laughs> can if travel, january we'll be back for, for another snack session yeah, he's there for the summer. <laughs> yeah, I definitely get that. Uh, and, and then I think, mate, just to kind of put the ice on the cake of maybe what your biggest fucks are at the moment and more so what is your end goal or what is your purpose at the moment? What would you kind of pin that down on? Maybe like your next five, ten years? Yeah, well, I think the, the things that I'm most focusing my energy into at the moment is um, developing new areas of my business that, um, you know, I'm setting up an online store at the moment. So that's been like a completely new challenge at the moment. So I'm really enjoying um, focusing my energy into that. That product. Um, in terms, pardon? That product. We're selling all sorts of stuff. Yeah, we're doing like merch and various different stuff within the gym and fitness world cool. um, and trying to really change what people have done in that space before mm -hmm. and, and you know go really high end with it and I kind of put like a different spin on that sort of merch um, equipment sort of world mm -hmm. um, so it's exciting I'll be able to tell you more about it in the in the coming weeks so yeah. I've been putting a lot of energy into that um, in terms of my training I'm just trying to be one percent or one kilo better than I was the last session I did before mm -hmm. um, rather than focusing too much on where I was at or you know where my goals were before I so I go into the gym and I just try and lift a tiny bit better than yeah. what I did the last session I did nicer so that's been really important for me um, and then I guess moving forward and you know my goals haven't changed since we've, we've been in isolation um, is always to have tried to leave the sport of Olympic weightlifting in a better place than where I found it 
And a huge part of that has been for me um, changing the way that the sport's perceived, um, making it accessible. You know, Olympic weightlifting isn't the sexiest sport in the world and it's not the easiest to get into either. Very fortunate that CrossFit's played a massive part in growing the sport. But, you know, that's a huge um, goal of mine is to, um, I guess, make weightlifting sexy, make it accessible for all standards, all ages, both sexes, um, and to create a real community that everyone can be using the sport of Olympic weightlifting um, as a great way of training, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, I think definitely. I think you definitely. I think you definitely do, and that makes it because I think 100%. getting got me into it. Getting me to do it, hold any barbell over my head was a big enough task in itself. I mean, Australia, and you managed to do that. So hats off to me. That I think ability. You, yeah, I think you're doing um, a great job of it. And on on that note, where can people yeah. find more about you, your academy? Yes. Your- of course, so you can always find me on Instagram as my main social media channel. It's Sunny Webster GB. Um, you can also have a free trial of my academy at sunnywebster.com. Uh, all my different training programs, tuition videos, as well as the opportunity to actually be coached by me on the academy is available via that link. I'm starting to play around with YouTube now as well, put some different content out there. I've not started dancing on TikTok yet, but I do have TikTok as well. <laughs> you will. But no, I'm all, on all different socials. And of course, um, probably the most enjoyable one for me that I'm enjoying is the old email list as well, yeah. which again, yeah. you can find via my site. Cool. 100% amazing. And just to briefly touch on something before we end this wonderful podcast is Sunny is going to be involved in our Health is Wealth webinar, which is Event. the event yes virtual event and <laughs> um, which is the 29th till the 1st of may and sunny will be doing a mobility class with us so obviously if you guys who are listening what is it what did you say 8 p.m or 8 a.m one of the yeah two. it's one okay. of the trying to sort out the aussie times has been impossible but if you guys obviously want to run through a class with sunny as well that is um where you'll be able to find him and follow along but like you said definitely check out his academy and his social media you will learn a lot i guarantee um and on that note uh, oh i'm so sorry so the, the event will probably be live by the time we put the podcast out which will be hopefully this Thursday. me and lucy pull our fingers out of our bum <laughs> we'll be live. um and the, the, the event will be kicking off on the 29th so the link will be everywhere it'll be in our socials um, it'll be advertised online and the event lineup so far is obviously Mr. Webster is on day one you've got me and Lucy we've got Jess Oley who will be taking one of the early classes James Smith Mr. Big Mouth will be involved um, we've got Ryan Terry we've got Bradley Simmons who's doing a hit class Jamie Alden is doing a mindset master class and so is Mr. Mort who we've been briefly touching on with the email there's a, a, a young lady called Hannah Barrett who's going to be doing a yogi class as well mm-hmm. we've got mr Darren cartel who's also doing a q a Q&A session we've got another uh, olympian well he's currently still olympian isn't he harry harry yeah. akins who's doing a plyometric class and then we've got elliot burton Corey gregory and natural stephanie who are all doing their own sessions so there will Brilliant. be more about that and the schedule as we run through again it is all in aid of the nhs trust page that we set up i know sunny's also done a lot of fundraising for the NHS, which is why he's got a bit of a skinhead at the moment. So good job, my man. Inevitable. But that'll um, that'll all be in aid of raising money for the NHS, but also all in aid of helping other people out there at the moment who maybe feel a bit lost with routine, maybe need to try something new, try something a bit different, um, just to feel good in themselves. So that event will be kicking off 
on the 29th we'll be running for three days and we're really excited about that yeah it's going to be incredible and we really hoped you enjoyed listening to this podcast guys and got to know Sunny a little bit better and we will catch you in our next episode bye guys see you later take care I love ending it it's so funny because it's like how have you